Hello and welcome to the DJ Force 10 in Conversation podcast, episode 168. And my very special guest on today's show is Gordon from the band Raging Speedhorn. Um, I was a big fan of theirs back in the day. They are currently celebrating the 20th anniversary of their debut self-titled. And... Um, yeah, I can't believe it's been 20 years, but I went back and I've, I've been listening to it through and it's still a brutal record. So I recommend anyone going to do that and then listen, listen to the rest of their discography as well. It's, 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 it's good fun. Um, but yeah, we go back uh, to their sort of origin story, what it was like around then as well. Uh, really kind of like uh, get that perspective on there and kind of where they're at now. And then talking of now, they do have a new album due out. Um, they got pre-orders going up on Friday uh, and I believe the album is due out in October so um, please look out for those pre-orders. Uh, get your orders in for the vinyl. They've got vinyl coming out. They've got cassette tape. They've got CDs. They're going to have t-shirts and all that kind of jazz as well. Um, so please look out for that on their social media feeds um, and pre-order. Um, go for it. I, uh, from the tracks I've cut, the track I've heard so far, it's really good. Um, and from speaking to Gordon, I am looking forward to the album as well. So uh, that is all good. So please look out for that. Um, you're going to hear a lot more in the interview as well. So I'm not going to spoil anything else. But they've also got, um, we, I mean, you already know this if you listen to my last one. But they're going to be on a couple of dates on the Pitch Shifter Tour next year. Uh, they're going to be on the Nottingham date, which is really cool because that's the show I'm going to. Um, and uh, yeah. And they're going to have a bunch more, apparently, once, obviously, things sort of open up and announce and all that kind of stuff. They're going to have their own sort of stuff going on next year as well. So please look out for that. Fantastic live band. Um, and they've got a great bunch of musicians in their band now. One I was totally surprised during this interview to hear because I didn't even realize that that was the case. Um, but, yeah, please check them out. Um, apart from that, I just want to thank everyone for downloading the last episode. Um, everyone seems to be really responding to the, uh, the link tree, um, like, uh, link thing that I've got with all the links in one place, uh, which is an absolute damn amazing thing for me. because um, it's on so many formats, this podcast, uh, and it's difficult to kind of, like, highlight one. You know, there was trying to highlight YouTube, trying to highlight Spotify, trying to highlight Apple Podcasts, and it just sort of, it's, it's because not everyone uses the same like platforms so having this it puts all the major platforms in one place um so please look out for that it's um l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e forward slash dj force x and it links you to all the sort of feeds of the podcast so um whatever your poison is it should have it on there um it's getting put up on a bunch of different ones as well i'm still waiting for pandora for my friends in the states um uh, it's on high heart radio though so you guys can get that there um but yeah please 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 keep using that link tree link and share it as well that'll be awesome um because i've noticed the definite uptake in numbers when using that um so please share it and all that kind of good stuff and all the ratings and reviews and stuff that i occasionally ask for that would be awesome as well if you guys could do that slightly losing my voice now so without much further ado i give you gordon from raging speedhorn enjoy like to welcome to the show today i have gordon from raging speedhorn welcome hello how are you yeah i'm good man i am good how are you i am really good thank you excellent sorry, wait there two seconds sorry oh. <laughs> 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 
Sorry, she's trying to run in the room. No, that's <laughs> all right. That's all right. It's real life going on. I like that. I know, I know. <laughs> come in the, I've come in the front room to get away because she's going to... to... Uh, to bed but it's just a nightmare so. ah, yeah no I've got I've got I've got a couple of my own so uh, I've been there yeah and uh, thankfully I've got my own little like fortress of solitude right now uh, <laughs> quite fortunate on that front so uh, yeah no. cool is that is that your first um yeah it's the f- first and the last one <laughs> <laughs> yeah I said that and then there's a couple more that came along oh, afterwards so yeah <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I never thought I'd ever have kids, to be fair, cause just because of mine and my wife's sort of uh, lifestyle of being mm. away and stuff a lot. We never thought we'd have one. So Daisy come along, and that's like, that's, that's it for me. Yeah, it changes everything, happy, doesn't it? I'm happy with one. I'm happy with one. No, that's good. Yeah. No, yeah. that's good. That's good indeed, man. I'm, uh, yeah, no, that's, that's quite an introduction. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all right. It's all good. It's all good. Um, but yeah, no, we're here to talk about Raging Speedhorn. Um, you guys have just celebrated um, a 20th anniversary for your first album, um, self-titled album, I should say as well. Um, and as I mentioned beforehand, um, back in the day, I was, I was, I mean, I'm a huge fan now, but I was a fan back in the day uh, when that came out. I was um, part of your initial street team. Or one of your street teams, yeah. um, and I remember going to one of your—I think it was your launch show at the garage. Yeah, you did like a free yeah. show for your for your street teamers and fans and stuff. Um, oh. I remember being late for that show. <laughs> um, I think you guys were all about three songs from the end. Um, for some reason, we got delayed. It was a bunch of us going, and uh, we made it though, and we caught you at the end, and then uh, caught you subsequently after that. Um, I think on uh, at Uxfest, which I mentioned as well, which I think we played yeah, with you yeah. on, but from a separate Uxfest from prior to us playing. Um, and also, I think you were on tour. Well, you were on tour all the bloody time. Yeah, we were back then. Yeah. So l- let's go back to that time. So what was it? What was it like for you guys to kind of like? Because you had a lot of momentum from what I remember. Um, obviously, being part of Street Team, I sort of got every yeah. bit of promo that came through. But like talking about you guys to other people when I was out giving out stickers and flyers and all that kind of stuff, um, there was a lot of love for you guys, like coming out the underground scene. So, what what was it like from your perspective? It sort of so it sort of just came out of nowhere, really, for us. I mean, because we were sort of, we were a band like from like about three or four years before any of that sort of happened yeah it's like a, it was a it was a really sort of hard slog I and mean, like, i remember was going down for a meeting with our management team and, and sort of saying what what do you want to do with this band like do you want to like what's what's what do you really want to do and all we said is we, we just want to tour that's that's all we want to do yeah Basically, they were like, "Yeah, okay." So, I mean, back then when we first started, I mean, there were there was the internet, but <laughs> it wasn't as big as it is now. It so really wasn't, was get, it? <laughs> just get like these um, sort of itineraries emailed to us, sort of every every month or every couple of months, or it got to like every six months where I just have like an outline of what we were doing, and we we literally just we, we were on tour for a good couple of years before yeah. before anything started, and it's like. Our, our manager bought us two tents and said right just go off and just tour and don't don't bother me just <laughs> and that's that's what we did you know it's yeah. like it took a it took a long time because people used to say to me oh yeah you just came out of nowhere and was like 
instantly had this this big thing and it was like no nah, we didn't we played to literally no one for yes. years you know until like I think it was I think we got on like an Earth Tone 9 um, Krang a tour yep. that, that was sort of the beginning of it then and then sort of from that then like magazines and stuff started picking up picking us up and it sort of just went sort of like snowballed into like doing the record and we like that record was recorded in like seven or eight hours i mean we went in mm. and we thought we were just running through the songs and the guy <laughs> was like that's it and we were like what <laughs> really yeah. He's like, yeah that's it and it was that it was that quick we didn't never really thought about as being like a band like we became you know yeah. like we we were all sort of underground kind of kids who just wanted to play really noisy music and annoy people. We never thought about becoming what we became, which is to me to now even now it still it still blows my blows my mind, you know, mm. to, to to think of what we've done. <laughs> you yeah. know, no. being being sitting here now at the age of forty one, yeah, it's insane to me. To think that I'm that <laughs> age. And and still, still, still doing the band now. It's, yeah, I was going to say, and still doing it, which is, uh, you know, sort of a testament to, you know, that kind of perseverance, especially for the the style of music that you have or do. Um, it, it, at the time, I remember it was the Earth Tone Nine tour. I think I first saw you guys, um, and that's when I kind of got, I think, because like during d- doing Street Team stuff, I was sort of involved with um, like Copro and um, I think Mushroom Records and stuff like that when yeah, Street Team yeah. was kind of a thing. Um, yeah. So I used to do stuff for like One Minute Silence, Pitch Shifter, Earth Tone Nine, um, Mudvayne. Um, just, I mean, you rail off the bands from that era. Yeah, yeah. And I was sort of like part of like giving out cassette tapes and CDs wow. and, and stickers and, you know, going to shows in London and stuff like that, you know, when I was young enough to kind of like, uh, you know, have when i had no responsibilities <laughs> but i had a real passion for music because I, I had my own fanzine um like back like early days of the internet we're talking like 97 98 wow. i had my own web page so i was interviewing like will haven and, and and bands like that so i really love that kind of brutal sound yeah, yeah. Um, but not overly brutal not the kind of like i was never really into the sort of major sort of like death black metal side of things uh, i mean like i i like, i i never was to be fair mm. i mean like I sort of, me and John and Tony, we sort of, we came from sort of like more of a sort of grungy kind of um, sort of background. And then like we went to see um, Deftones on the Round the Fair album. Yeah. And like we were just sort of on the, in the, in London Astoria. Um, and we were like, we were just on the balcony just seeing this other band sort of setting up. And um they turn around and start hitting to a song and it was it was Will Haven yeah and I, I've turned around to John and Tony I was like we've got to do a band like this we've got to be in this kind of we've got to do this and sort of that's we started going into the heavier side and the other guys are in another band and their band split up and we sort of just sort of just come together and nice. that's how we all sort of start. I mean like we were massively into like Iron Monkey obviously yeah that, by that point but yeah I I honestly think that I mean that's I think that's the reason why I think we we did quite well in, back then is when we started doing well is I think it was that no nonsense kind of attitude that we had mm-hmm. you know, and like you had like bands like Pick Shifter and Earth Tone Nine and all that but there was no band and I still I still sort of think that now there's no band that sounds like 
like how we sound no there there wasn't that that's what really like like gravitated me towards you guys because i i mean i love will haven that kind of like droning um sort of like atmospheric kind of you know soundscape if you will yeah but you guys had that but with like dual vocals like hardcore vocals yeah um and and i was at that show as well that deftone show believe it or not oh, really? uh, <laughs> i was at a lot of shows when i was that yeah. young i mean i'm 40 so i'm not too far off you yeah. but um I, I've, I actually found the a live um recording of that that entire set by deftones oh. from that night um it's online now oh wow yeah the guy from mtv or something put it up um <laughs> and it was just crazy because i was like oh fuck i was in that pit i was in that you know i was watching and i met grady of will haven so i was like like, fanboying weirdly enough i've got it was so weird for me because like i I became like not a super fan but i was a massive fan of will haven Mm. like it was on my 18th birthday i sort of i got went up and said oh got my my cds which i've still got cds signed from grady yeah same here like three (laughs) two or three years later like we get like a phone call Oh yeah, you we, um, you're gonna go out and do do like four or five dates with Will Haven. I was like, no way, that's oh. unbelievable to me. Yeah, you know, and like even now, like a few, a few years ago, I seen Grady in, in France, and it was like, oh Gordon, how are you doing? And it's just like it still blows my mind. Yeah, that, that he knows who I am. You know, he was telling me, uh he was in a place working out in America, and he had the speed on shirt on and someone came up to him and said no way you know because <laughs> i was like that's unbelievable that like even now that still blows my mind you know that that kind of thing happened that, yeah you know? it's, it's crazy how it turned out because like, like i mentioned before i was in a band as well and i kind of we kind of came out the woodwork around 2001 2002 we started getting yeah. a bit of like publicity and all that kind of stuff at the time uh we were more in the sort of like new metal vein of things yeah um like the slipknot style of stuff um but you know we got into kerrang we got we anyway um enough enough sort of like name dropping on my part um but yeah no when when you sort of like when you're sort of uh i found like especially recently interviewing a lot of people from these like bands of the day that they've become friends of yours or they've become like associates of yours and they know you yeah from various things and that 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 blows my mind because i love music music's always been my thing and i love promoting music i love you know even now i'm finding new bands and it's fantastic you know and um just being able to call some of these bands that i used to look up to all the time you know i used to go to all their shows in london or if they were playing local more local to me i'd go to there um and then now that you know they say they know you by name and they like you know and it's different it's not like you've got you've still got that fandom part of it but they look at you as a um i say an equal i suppose is the word i'm looking yeah. for but yeah no i love that that's amazing especially with will haven yeah <laughs> yeah but i think that's like the thing with like with us i think we had that sort of that attitude of like but you're not doing anything different than what we're doing you're just in a, a band which is bigger than we are yeah so like and that's i've never really i've never ever got starstruck by meeting somebody who have who have like, the people i've sort of met yeah like I probably I should have got starstruck, but I never have because I'm just like, well, they're just doing exactly the same thing as I'm doing. Yeah, but on a bigger scale, it doesn't really, you know. That's that's basically all all it is. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like this. Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy if I think if I think if I think about the amount of sort of bands I've sort of toured with. But 
yeah, I mean, it is though. I mean, to me, it's just like, well, they're just doing exactly what I'm doing, but on a different level. And that's the reason why I think when bands, young, like younger bands, or whatever, come up to speak to me or whatever, yeah. I, I don't ever feel like, you know, like we were playing shows like in January and this guy said to me, oh, you don't have to introduce yourself to me. And I find that really weird. <laughs> you know, I'm, just like, I'm, just a, I'm just a dude at home. Like, I don't do like, you know, I'm just I'm not yeah. so different than you are. You know, yeah, and and I think some bands sometimes forget that, forget where they come from. You know, yeah. they shouldn't. But yeah, no, I've, I've I've had that as well. Where you kind of you, you know don't you know that sort of like saying of don't meet your heroes. I've had that a couple of times where they've had either they are like that generally or they've just had a bad day um <laughs> it's not yeah. stopped me from like like loving their music but it, yeah. it's just sort of there is that 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 sort of side of it that you do get but you know i mean i i think i've i mean i've met you guys i think a couple of times anyway yeah. like way we're talking almost like the 20 years ago um and you guys were always good you know you're always up for fun um we still are i mean still, that's I, was gonna... <laughs> I mean like that's the thing is that you have there's no point in being in a band like like we are anyway and we're sort of known for it's so hard because we're known for that kind of thing of having a good time mm. so it's like some days like when you when you just can't be asked <laughs> at a gig or something and people are like yo have a shot and you're just like I, I just don't want to do it but then you end up doing it because you have, like cause if, if I say no I feel like a right idiot <laughs> a bit of a dick you know what I mean because you feel yeah. sometimes I feel like you're offending people you know but so, and the thing is, is like you know, if it weren't through them people coming to our shows and supporting us for so long, like we wouldn't be doing it. And you know, that's what I always say to people: just thanks for coming, coming and seeing us. Because yeah. I never thought our band would be going this this long. <laughs> no. no, I mean, like I said, when I mean, the sort of brutal style of your music is, it, it was it was unusual because it was very different from everything coming out at that point. Yeah. Um, obviously, you have the likes of Will Haven, but you are different from Will Haven. You had that kind of like heavy kind of thumping edge to it yeah, yeah um but it was it was it was different you know and 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 it still is now there's not that i can't think of any other bands really like in the immediate sort of like aftermath of it that really kind of like had your sound or still have your sound no um it's difficult to kind of think actually i'm just trying to think no no i can't think of anything um, <laughs> but how, how did you sort of like because you like you said you're on tour for like after that album was released you're on tour pretty much i think solidly for about th i'm guessing three four five years yeah um and you were on tour with some of the biggest bands of that era that are still yeah. i mean they're, they're huge the bands there you like played with slipknot um yeah uh, I think Ramstein and 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 you were yeah. obviously on all the festivals and everything as well. You know, how was that for you? Because obviously, I, I had the sort of like mid-level experience, if you will. Yeah. You know, we played some festivals, we supported some big bands, we had some big shows, but yeah. you know, sort of like taking it to that that next level. And and you know, how how was life on the road? Uh, just crazy, crazy. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> it was just, it was just like non-stop party really yeah. like because the first pro the first sort of I would say proper big band we went on tour with back then was, was Biohazard yeah and that, that was like the first because we come we'd done I think we'd done I think it was I don't know what year it was because we we sort of no yeah because like it must have been on the first record we went out with them because halfway through it we recorded The Gush 
with Billy and Danny from Biohazard mm. in the in, in in a hall, and that's what got released on the again on because we re-released the, the first record with the gush on it. Yeah. So it was then, and that, that was the. I remember just going on tour with them and just thinking, because back then they were still like a big band, we were playing to like two, four thousand people a night. Yeah. It's just like holy shit! Like we're on we're on tour with with a, with a proper rock, like rock stars here, mm-hmm. you know. They they were just, and it was re- I think it was the best introduction for us to go on tour with a bigger band like that. Yeah. As they sort of they come from the the Bronx. You know, like we come from a bit of a, a, a like sort of dead end town back then, and so like we just sort of we instantly got on really, really well. You know, like they, they were a lot older than us, and we were sort of like these young kids. So they just sort of would tell us to do stuff, and we would just do it. Yeah, they thought that was the the most funniest thing that <laughs> ever. So like that was a, that I think that tour was like a, a month or so. Yeah. That was the first sort of the big thing we ever did, and then we got, on that tour we got told we were doing Ozfest, and we were like, "Holy shit! Like this is this is." And that sort of after that after Ozfest, that's when it sort of properly blew up for us. Mm. Um, and then it just sort of it's so weird because it sort of mingles into sort of one big thing. Because after the down after Biohazard, we had a phone call saying we got the A Mentor, which was another month. So we sort of came home for. I think a couple of weeks, a week or so, and then we went yeah. straight back up with them, and then it sort of just, just sort of all went into one big thing. And it's quite—I was saying this to somebody the other day. It's like we just got so used to that so quickly. We have to get used to it. Mm. So playing big festivals just became like the norm kind of thing to do. Yeah, we'd sit there going, "Oh man, we're playing this festival with Slipknot," or playing with—it just be like, "Oh, we're playing with Slipknot this week." <laughs> kind of Thing. and it just became and I think it was just again it's like our sort of the attitude we had was like fucking yeah man we're gonna fuck we'll smash Slipknot fuck him <laughs> and that, in, in our heads it's like every time we played a show it was like we were sort of like fighting against the other band yeah them you know and it was just like that sort of that attitude we had is we don't really give a fuck what anyone thinks about us anyway we're doing it for us not for them yeah you know and I think yeah and it sort of just now I think to myself, I wish I'd, I wish I would have um, appreciated it a little bit more. <laughs> but then, in a way, it's like that's the reason why we did so much because yeah. we didn't care, you know. And if that the attitude of what we had, that's the reason why we people wanted us around because they knew something was going to happen yeah. if, if we were around. But yeah, it all sort of went into like because the first rec- the second and first record, it was done so quickly that we were just sort of. Like you're in the studio, you're back out on tour, and it was just all of that all the time until the end of the the, the second record, and then it all sort of died down a bit. Mm. Then, I, but then back but from then, me and Frank and Darren were in a band called Viking Skull, so we were straight back out on tour. So we never really stopped. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so we didn't really get the chance to sort of take take a breath or take it all in, really. Um, but yeah, it was it was crazy. I mean, like I remember being backstage and like hanging out with like Corey from Slip because we've been on tour with them, so we sort of we knew him quite well. Yeah, he's like being backstage and looking and then seeing all the Slipknot sort of masks and uh, overalls and going, "Fucking, this is crazy, isn't it? This, <laughs> this is nuts." But yeah, it was just a one big sort of um, yeah. Just I, I can't really. Ex- explain it it was just yeah. a big one 
wind of what was going on and we we had so much other things going on with like doing stuff with the band I don't think we ever really got a chance to really take it all in we just had to go with it yeah really I mean now like obviously looking at 20 years later from that launch period I mean you know you mentioned obviously Viking Skull there you kind of had that sort of itch for the road even after the sort of like initial sort of two album cycles of, of Rage yeah. and Speedhorn there because um, I remember Viking Sky, I, I, I wrote that down and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I mentioned that. <laughs> but um, no, I was, what I wanted to like, take back to like, because you said the album was done in a day. Yeah, um, it, was, it was done very quickly because before we'd even um, went in the studio, we'd, we'd, sort, we'd been sort of demoing a lot of stuff anyway because we were, it was like our, our management group was, was um, looking for a label for us so we were just constantly in and out of the studio anyway yeah. sort of demoing it so it was sort of it was all sort of there it was there it was all there we knew exactly what we wanted to do I can't remember the guy who we went in with this guy who's done like he's done well, he's done like loads of like Criddle of Filth and stuff mm. and I think I don't know it's just either we had no money or we just had to get it done quick because we wanted it done <laughs> And it was, I mean, it could have been two or three. It's, again, it sort of goes into one thing. But I remember yeah. us going in and just, like, blasting it out. And it was just, it was done. And like, if you hear the record, you can sort of tell because there, there was no sort <laughs> of, like, overdubs or anything. But I, I think that's what our management wanted. They just wanted it raw. And, yeah. Because obviously back then we had, it was, like, Corby bruises and all this sort of stuff, and I think they wanted it to be raw as it could possibly be. Yes, yeah. Just for that impact of, I mean, like the amount of people who still say to me, "Oh, it's our, it's our favorite records." I'm like, I can't even listen to it. I think it sounds so bad. <laughs> but then it is what it is, you know. It's like twenty year old kids going in. Yeah. With you, what? Like it just sounds like a realistic, like a punk rock record to me, you know, with just just very raw. In, as yeah, and yeah. it was, you know, that's that's what it was. I mean, it was great. Yeah, no, I was, I was gonna say because it, it, like, like you mentioned, I mean, it does definitely has a, a, a massive raw edge to it. And I was just surprised when you said it was done in a day because, yeah, um, I mean, yeah, you can, I mean, it, here's, it sounds live, yeah, which is why I, I mean, I can't even remember, I can't even remember doing overdubs or anything like that. I, I mean, I don't even know the vocals to be honest with you, oh. what they did yeah because we were sort of in and because we only had like a blocked time period because by that point before the record came out we were just on tour all the time yeah I think our manager was like right you've got a week here or whatever how many days just get in there do it and let's just go, get you back out because we had probably had some playing in Gravesend or somewhere like that so we had to <laughs> you know and it was it was just sort of yeah it was that kind of thing yeah no I mean like, I mean it's like like I mean, 20 years later, I mean, I've been listening to it um, more recently on a more regular basis, but I've always had a couple of tracks sort of in my playlists um, sort of from that time. I mean, obviously, Thumper was a was the huge yeah. sort of like record at that point yeah, um, yeah. with the video and everything as well, rotating on uh, as it was then, Kerrang! TV and Scuzz and um, um, MTV, the Headbangers Ball, Super Rock or yeah. whatever it was called then. Um yeah. But I really like Super Scud as well, the opening track. Yeah, um, yeah. I thought it was just like it was like really impactful, and 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 um, I myself, I like I DJ rock clubs as well. 
Awesome. And so I do. I've, I've played your stuff out, obviously, awesome. um, back then. And I remember Super Scud being like a good sort of floor filler. Yeah. <laughs> as, as weird as that sounds for the sort of like style of music, but obviously, if you've been to rock clubs, you know what that's like. Yeah. Um, I mean, even when we play that live now, the minute that comes in, yeah, like, it just kicks off big time. It's it's still like yeah. Yeah, Again, it's, it's 20 years down the line. <laughs> you don't even think that that will happen, you know? No, but, it's, uh, it's a crazy one. I mean, it's like it's weird because I'm in quite a fortunate position to talk to a lot of people from back then. Um, yeah. Like I mentioned before, like I've, I've got... Um, I had Mark from Pitchshifter on, which we'll talk about in a moment because yeah. um, obviously you guys are going out on top of them. Um, yeah. But I've got... I, 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 I've already spoken to Carl from Earth Tone 9 and that's coming out in September. Yeah. Um, but like having and and even like I've had um, uh, Harley from Chromags on the oh, show, yeah, yeah. and and like hit like him back then. I was like I went back and re-listened to a lot of stuff I used to listen to because I used to be into that sort of like yeah. hardcore side of things, hardcore punk rock stuff. And um, yeah, it, it's one of those things where like even though I'm forty and 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 out of shape, I would say, um, <laughs> but like it, it makes me want to like throw the shapes I used to throw in the pit kind of thing and super yeah, yeah. has that kind of like impact on me as well yeah i mean like, like that's what i always said and i always say that because it, it's only me and frankie the original members now in speedhorn but i always mm. even like the boys are in the band now i always say look to me it's like if i can't if i can't still play the way i played back then like i wouldn't do it because yeah. i think it's i just think it looks so I've, I've seen bands who do it and it's so fucking lame when you see them you're just like Oh, there's just nothing there anymore. Like, just yeah. stop doing it. And like, if if that ever happened to us, I think we would just stop sort of straight away because you know that's what our band's all about—is the energy and the attitude of what we've got. You know, yeah. you know, there's some bands that still do. It. I mean, I was talking to somebody the other day, completely different band to what we're like, but mm. a band like um, like the Wild Hearts. It's like yeah. I've known them guys for for ages, and like they're in their fifties, and like when you still go and see them they're so energetic still you know and i think that even if even with them boys i think if they got to a point where they couldn't be like that they just wouldn't do it anymore yeah you know you know when people come to see you they expect that sort of level of of like craziness or being pissed taking the mick (laughs) out of something you know and it's all that sort of the banter thing it's like it's all got to be there because if it's not there's no point you know yeah no definitely definitely i totally agree with you i mean it's 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 one of those things you can sort of see in some bands that go through the motions if you will and then you get some bands that you can tell are still enjoying it doesn't matter what they're playing they kind of i think it's it's an ego thing of getting over like obviously you are a creative soul but um there's that element that you've got yourself into the entertainment side of things so you are there to entertain the people and and it's like it's like when I, I like the only sort of thing I've obviously from being in a band you get that buzz off the crowd but like more recently it's like DJing um, yeah you know I yes I'm playing other people's music but you you've still got to f- like feel the room around you you've got to like read them you've got to make you know if you're making them dance then it's going to make you feel good um, and I just do it. it doesn't matter if I've heard that Metallica song 20,000 times you know yeah, yeah, it still yeah. gives me that buzz of like just sort of like getting people to dance you know and, and because I listen to music all the time, I hear these tracks all the time, but they still give me that kind of like goosebump moment, if you will. Um, yeah, of course, of course. But, I mean, it's like it's like anything. I mean, like you can put on like records I've listened to since I was a kid, you yeah. know, and I still think they're they're awesome, you know. 
still listen to him now. It's just I, th- I think when you get when you get older as well as like your them sort of records when you're younger, they they just bring back memories, don't they? Oh, like, totally. You're like, oh man, that was a, that was an awesome day or or something like that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like it's so like I mean, God, like where I live now, there's not there's no rock bars or anything. I live in like a village, so there's nothing like ah, that yeah. <laughs> anymore. But um, but yeah, like because yeah. I mean, the only time I ever go to somewhere like that is if we're playing. Yeah. Now, but yeah, it's quite sad. I mean, like even in Cardiff, because I only, I live about twenty miles away from Cardiff, but even like the bars around there, there's there's not many any, anything like that anymore. Um, in where in Cardiff. Okay. It's a bit lame, really. Yeah, I've I've not been to that area of the world for a little while, so I wasn't. You know, I remember ha- it having quite a few venues at one point. Um, <laughs> Yeah. But um, yeah, no. I mean, I only really go to like rock clubs if I'm DJing. So yeah. again, yeah. it's that kind of thing. If I'm working, then I'll be there. If I'm not, I'm I'm at home doing yeah. homely things. So <laughs> you know, the, my my obviously my responsibilities have changed over the years. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, but you got to try and like that's one thing when we had Daisy. I was like, oh, I don't want to like I want to still be who I am. Yeah. You know, it's hard to be. But it's like you've you've got to sort of hold on hold on to that because you know it is who you are at the yeah, end of the day exactly you to... and you don't want to like I mean I went through the same thing and and you don't want to resent your child no, for not no. letting you be who you want to be no. um, and um, thankfully I've never felt that way I've never been that way <laughs> with mine so you know it, that that's the the thing because I've never had to change well. I haven't yeah. had to change much, you know. I just had to sort of get more of a stable income. I think was the uh, yeah. the key because um, you know, being a musician isn't always. Uh, uh, it's hard work. I mean, yeah, it's so hard. I mean, like, look, like I've. I mean, at, at the minute, my business has stopped because of this whole thing. But yeah, I, I still work with bands a, a lot and stuff. But it's just, yeah, it's rubbish at the minute. But there we go. <laughs> I was going to say, but I mean, that's. I mean, it's rubbish for everyone as well. Yeah, so exactly. it's just sort of. I mean, I'm, I'm. I was kind of in a fortunate position. I didn't get furloughed, so um, oh. and and well, I'm back in work now. But okay. I, I was being being at home, working, yeah, um, yeah, during most of it. Um, but mine mine's more sort of like customer facing based. So I uh, I fix people's phones and computers and all that kind oh. of stuff. So it's um, but now I'm like we're back in store and uh, or back like with the customers like as of yeah. a couple of months ago. So it's kind of kicked on again. But no, a lot of my like obviously compatriots during that lockdown period, which is obviously still going on for them, a lot of them are suffering. So yeah, um, yeah, just not being able to get out or they're doing like, I mean they're doing stuff online, but that's not generating them. No, the nowhere near the amount of income that that they were sort of like uh, you know, requiring and whatnot. But yeah, I well, mean, I, I own a split of van company. Yeah, for, for bands. So like in in April when it all started, literally I had a full calendar yeah. of work, and it all went in an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and my wife's a lighting designer as yeah. well for theatre, so like okay. all her is gone gone as well. But I mean, it's like, you know, you got. I hate sort of moaning about it because like, every time, every time I hear like a podcast or something, everyone's going, "Oh, so how is it?" And everyone's, "Oh, it's really shit." And it is shit, but like you got to look on the on, on a positive sort of side. Yeah. Thing going, but I'm getting it. I'm at home with my with my wife and my daughter, where I never really see 
that much because I'm always away or working. Yeah. So that's just you know, like it is, it is crap, but we, we can get through it. It's just you got to just wait a bit longer. Yeah. No, I mean there will come a time when we can uh, get back to some kind of i'd say i'm not going to use the word normal but some yeah. kind of like regularity with it it's it's going to be different i mean the, the when i like when i return to work i mean we're, we're in masks we're keeping yeah. two meters away from people we're sanitizing everything every however long but you yeah. know being in like your line of work and 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 being like a musician as well like going out on these tours yeah. and whatnot and you know it having stopped everything and and you know and and like you say you've got you've got to look on the bright side of things and yeah. and i kind of focused on like getting guys like you um to just you know we just sit down and have a chat on yeah, on yeah. this podcast thing so over the sort of like major lockdown period of that three months where everything was completely gone down um yeah. i was interviewing people every day and it was just nice to chat to people yeah um, yeah hey. You know, I think I did like some stupid like fifty-five podcasts in that time. Oh, so, and and that was just like different levels as well. I wasn't just sort of like guys that had made it. It was guys that were kind of on their way, um, cool. and all that kind of stuff. But um, you know, and and in each of them, it was like just sort of you know, a lot of them, some of them needed that kind of like positive push. Like you're releasing music, you're helping people. That's it's not cool. ideal. You're not getting out there to you know perform live and whatnot. But uh, the fact is, you're helping like- people with that music. Yeah, I mean it's like with us now. Like we're start, we're thinking about. Well, we're putting our new record out in October. Okay. It's like it's it's all like it's really cool because it's like, you know, I was think I was going. Oh, I don't know if we want to do it, and our managers go, No, it's the best time to do it. You yeah. know, and it's like, and it's it's true because because people are just, you know, they can't go to shows, so they just want new music to listen to, and it's just the best best time for us to do it. You know. Yeah, I I wholeheartedly agree. That's what I was saying to a lot of people. Is like I've actually got time to actually sit down and and not just listen to releases by bands, but actually yeah. appreciate them properly. Because um, I could just go through like beforehand. I was always looking for the one that would work for the club, the one that would work on you know the one the the radio song that people yeah, release yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. And now I get to sort of like immerse myself in their entire albums. That's and awesome. there's been absolutely like some magnificent albums come out over this period of time yeah. that yeah. I've just been pushing. You know, I've just been like you know go go listen to this new album it's not really like you know it would not normally be my kind of music but i really kind of like gravitate towards stuff and and just some of the people i've had on the show have been absolutely brilliant you know just having those chats and discovering new bands and 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 talking to guys that like yourself that had an impact on myself yeah yeah you know um and that was like with with um uh, mark from pitch shifter it was just like back then i was i mean i'm still a massive fan now again but i was just a massive fan of pitch shifter again with the street teaming again with like and when he went on to go into the blueprint and all that kind of stuff yeah yeah, um, yeah. but you guys uh you've you've announced a couple of tour dates with them next year yeah yeah which will hopefully go ahead um yeah. i will be at the nottingham show awesome um i've i've purchased my tickets already uh, so me and my wife will be up there on our very no. we get very few nights away um because yeah. we're based down in uh down sort of like in surrey sort of south oh, London. Okay. so uh we're making that trip to the middle oh nice um because i didn't really fancy doing london um so, yeah. <laughs> um but we did uh nottingham a couple of years ago when pitch shifter did their like um reunion tour yeah that um, was about nine wasn't it it was with our nine and the blueprint actually yeah. on that well, show 
amazing um, which was really cool because you know it's that kind of like full-on like nostalgia trip for me yeah. um and i got my stepdaughter into them as well so i made them a new fan at the same time so uh which was really cool but yeah that this tour coming up i mean it's a year and a half away but you know and you said you guys obviously you got your album coming out in october um well actually let's start with the album what what can we kind of have you got anything coming out soon like new music wise well there's um, we had a song uh where we brought out like we did like a a video kind of thing with our everyone because obviously we're miles apart so we just did it we videoed it all on our um on our phones on our camera <laughs> and our manager got it all edited so that's that's been up for like a couple of months now which yeah. is quite, done quite it's, got, it's called um, Snake Bite yeah. um, and then we've, we're just about to release a new another song as well but and the pre-orders are hopefully next week going to cool. start so yeah because we, we are releasing it on our, on our own label now so but yeah yeah, I think you might know. You must know our manager, Darren Sadler. I do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I was about to say. <laughs> yeah, so he's he's come on board, and it's it's got a lot better since. Because I was sort of the first time we got back together, we it weren't even supposed to be us getting back together like we did. Yeah. You know, it was, oh, we've, we've been offered Sonosphere, we've been offered that. Oh, let's just do it. Let's just do it. And then the next minute, we're, we're again we're, we're we're recording a record. <laughs> it's just that's how it's sort of happened. But yeah, it's 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 all going really really well now it's, it was very stressful in the last sort of two three year three four years because frank was seriously ill yeah life-threatening illness and uh you know we had that to deal with and then members were sort of leaving yeah and i was just there going no i'm not having it we're <laughs> gonna do it we're gonna bring people. so we got andy in from 100 reasons he's playing bass now oh nice uh, yeah, he's been in the band for about a year and a half now. Okay, cool. But but again, like another, he's like another another band who we toured with quite a lot. Yeah, they're they're the from my neighbourhood. Um, they're I, lovely. They're yeah. lovely. Guys. I absolutely love them. I it's used like, to basically. I, I followed them when they were called Floor. Yeah, uh, and yeah. then they. Uh, I think they got a guy from is it Jetpack something, uh, and then they became Hundred Reasons, and then just yeah. like because um, they're literally from the same town as me oh wow so, so yeah, watching like, watching we, them uh, blow up was amazing yeah I mean like we, we it was so weird because we sort of came up all together really like like speed on in 100 reasons because like we, when we told when we started when we did our first show with them they were still called Floor yeah at the uh, Kingston Peel yeah that's the first show we ever did. and like we just sort of they were doing really well and like we were all on the same sort of festival circuit so we sort of all just stayed in touch and it was sort of like at the, uh, we did the 20 year anniversary show a couple of years ago Yeah, uh, Andy was there and I said to Andy oh, it's looking like our guitarist is gonna is leaving and he was like I'll, I'll come in and play guitar and I said oh, okay so yeah, it, nice. long story short we ended up getting someone else like Dave in play guitar and I was like and everyone's going oh, what about a bass player I was like we, need, we should get Andy in so I sort of messaged Andy and I said look have you still got your bass stuff and he said well I've got a bass I went do you want to come in to do a couple of shows of us and he said yeah but I don't want to be in a band I've just I, you know I've got to sort, sort my, my shit out then like we did like two shows and he just came over to us halfway through a song he's like I want to be in the band I was like you're in the band <laughs> That's, that, that, that was the whole sort of premise of you doing it like, yeah tell you that but that's what that was happening 
but yeah, it's great. It's great that he's in the band. It's, it's, it's all good. That's and, amazing. Like, and plus, like a lot of the a lot of the band members live in like Stoke area, Manchester, yeah. and he he moved up there a couple of months ago. So basically, the whole band is basically based there now. Ah. Bar, bar me and Frank. Yeah. So it's uh, so it's great for him. You know, it's like he's got ready-made band basically up there now. So that, great. That's really it's cool. He's such a good bass player. Yeah. Uh, he, he fits in really well with us lot <laughs> no that's so, really cool I was like that, yeah. that's totally amazing. I didn't even realise that I mean I know you had Dan from um, is it RSJ yeah yeah it was uh, I, I, we, we played with RSJ many times back in the day oh, wow. and used to love lo- I mean I love their sound like it was yeah, just a yeah. wall of like pummeling noise yeah. Um, but his yeah he was a very energetic front man and stuff so yeah um, because Frank was when Frank was really ill because we were on tour with um, Skindred and um, yeah. Frank sort of told us like I'm like, he's not well and all this stuff and we're like oh shit and he was like no but I'm gonna do the first part of the tour and then stuff happened and he just couldn't do it. he was he was yeah. ill he couldn't do it so we were like and he said oh yeah I can't do it and I was like right would you mind if we did it if we got Dan in or someone he was like yep yeah I'll give you my blessing to do it cool. So he came in and we were like, "Fuck, he's amazing!" <laughs> yeah, he was really good. And then like Frank came back, and then stuff happened with John, and it was like, "Right, we need, we just need Danny." And like yeah. literally, he had like a week or two to go. And he went into a practice room himself, like wrote his own lyrics because we didn't want to use John's. Yeah, he did. Oh, then we went straight in the studio, and it was it was amazing. So it was you know, it, it's it's it, it was sad that John left, but it was like. You know, it was just you know, it's a hard thing to talk about, but it was like yeah. it was it was coming. It was it was yeah, it's on the cards. From no, the I mean it's 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 like if you know that it was time, then you know it's that kind of moment. But you know, I, I went through band people leaving, break up, you know, all that kind of stuff, and uh, yeah, it's difficult. Even though you know there was sort of like a if there was a toxic element there that you knew wouldn't persist. Yeah. Um, or I'm not saying there is with this, but I was just like, you know, um, from my own experience, it's like if you know that kind of toxicity is there, but yet you're still willing to go, it's a bad relationship. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's, yeah. to be fair, it's been like that for for quite a while, and it was just it just came to sort of a head, and it was just like, oh my god, you know, getting phone calls from the studio and saying it weren't right, and it, you know, and it was the attitudes and all that stuff, mm. and I was like, because oh. I was obviously back then, I was still sort of managing. Yeah. trying to manage the band and I was just there going oh what do I do yep. <laughs> like, like the guy who was recording us saying oh you know saying stuff and I was like right I've got to take him on board you know yep. and try to talk to John and you know because me and John have been friends since school so you know it was that horrible thing of going like what, what's going on yeah. and it was just like and it just came to a head and I was just like I'll tell you what I'm not babysitting anybody anymore no fucking hell I'm too old for that <laughs> yeah. kind of thing. it was like and that it sort of it all just came to a head and it just like it you know it was it was you know when you've been a band for like 20 years 20 odd years and you know like we don't make a hell of a lot of money from the band mm. even though everyone thinks we, we're loaded <laughs> during the band we're you know like we had to go off and get jobs and all that stuff yeah. you know the way it is you know you know but it just happens because people have got that got normal well normalish lives or you know they need to some people need to have a steady income yeah so 
kids in that where we're lucky with everybody who's in the band now all own own all own their own businesses you know so we're quite flexible yeah so, you know there's always like oh fuck oh shit can i do that mm. right try and figure it out and we've never said no to at all or since we've been back so you know it's it's just that one of them things sometimes is like i've got a normal job i can't just go on tour yeah. all the time. where yeah. with it's like i'm in a band something comes up we're gonna do it you know like but that's that's just the attitude i've got it's like what's the point of being in a band and turning down stuff yeah no that's very true gotta do it yeah that, but that's that's again that's come from that attitude of how we were when we were younger where we are now yeah and you still yeah. kind of got from the sound you got that hunger still you know, yeah that, I mean that kind of I mean push. it's hard to like it's uh, you know like it's I think I don't know I don't know if it's hard to get a new audience or whatever but like we have noticed that there's younger people coming and going I've never heard of you and yeah. my mate dragged me along and I heard or I heard you on this that and the rest I'm like oh, that's amazing you know yeah it's, that's it's still cool. No, I found, I found that like it's up to the parents that was that that are now parents that saw you back yeah. then. Um, uh, that's the kind of mantle I've taken anyway. So I introduced my kids to various bands that I was into. Like I said, yeah. my stepdaughter, we took her to the Pitch Shifter show back a couple of years, a year and a half ago, and you know we take her to like newer bands like Hailstorm and stuff like that as well. But um, no, it's just really like because you obviously you guys are still going. Yeah, and that's that's the that's the great thing. Like Pitchford coming back, that's great because and Earth Tone Nine were playing, which is also great because these are all bands. You know, I'm 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 hopefully speaking to One Minute Silence. Oh, awesome! You know, um, and seeing if they've because I know they attempted to come back about ten years ago. Yeah. Um, but didn't didn't quite work out for them. But you know, and seeing if they're going to do anything and 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 all that. They, so it's kind of did they not release a new song not long ago? Um. I know, they did an EP like a crowdfunded EP that was the last thing that I am aware of I know they've been releasing like 20th anniversary because they're another band on the 20th anniversary thing this year with Buy Now Save Later um, and I know Massey's been releasing um, various bits of merchandise uh, okay so um, I'm hopefully chatting with him happen. soon so it's gonna happen that's what I, that's what I hope you know because it's kind of like gives. I guess at the moment it's given them all time to kind of think about it Whereas, yeah. you know, they've all got their own sort of, like, lives individually. So, just sort I mean, of thing. I, I mean, it's, it was, yeah. I mean, it's so weird. For, like, for me, it's like, obviously because I was on tour a lot, like, tour managing bands and stuff. And then, like, yeah. you know, something would come up. And you'd be like, oh, yeah, I was in, like, Speedhorn. And like, even, like, young, well, not, well, younger bands. What bands was, like, Berry Tomorrow and, mm. like, um, While She Sleeps and all that sort of bands. You'd be, they'd be like, Really, I didn't didn't know, and it was that sort of thing of people all constantly saying to me, "Why are you, why are you not doing the band anymore?" <laughs> I was just like, in, "Well, I live in Wales, you know." Like, I, I, like when the band split up, I was like, "I'll never fucking do it again. I don't want to do it again." Yeah. You know, like, and all that sort of stuff. And it's sort of just one day I was like, I just rung John up. I was like, "Would you would you be up for doing a couple of shows?" He was like, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> I was like, We're gonna do it. We're gonna do it with Frank again. Yeah. And I, I rung Frank and Frank was like yeah of course I'll do it no, that was it really it was, nice that, the ball was rolling it was it was all going no, that's but really cool how is Frank doing by the way because I think he said he was, he was a, ill but yeah he's amazing now yeah he's, he's, yeah cool. yeah 
he's back to being crazy Frank. So that's good. That's good. That's good. I mean, <laughs> but again, it's like that in itself of him being ill and you know he's like he lost he lost his his, his dad. Yeah. Um. As well, like not long after that, I think it's given sort of like a a lease of life of going fuck like life's too short. Let's yeah. just let's just have fun, you know. Yeah. Let's go out and do as much as we possibly can. Because you just never know when it's, you know, when it's like, it's going to be over, yeah. you know? No, it's very and true. I think, I think the thing is with Frank is because he, he left on the third, after the straight after the third record got released, mm. I think he was out so long that when he came back, he sort of, he appreciated it a lot more. Yeah. You know, he was like, like, we're playing to these amount of people again. This is amazing kind of thing. And it yeah. was like, you know, but it does, you know, because it don't matter who you are. I think sometimes when when you if, even if you at our level when we were doing quite well, you just sort of you take it for granted. Yeah. You know, and sometimes it gives a kick in the balls, <laughs> stopping and then like starting another band and like you're playing to like twenty people or ten people a night. You go fucking hell, like stuff we did, we should appreciate it. Yeah. You know, and like yeah. being able to come back after seven years and comes back in and do it like we're doing it, I think it's great. You know, yeah, you no, it's it's it, it certainly does give you that kind of like you know, like you said, that kind of appreciation yeah. uh, for it, and gives you that new lease of. Uh, I mean, he's obviously he's, he's had a kind of awakening with the issues that have, yeah, have, yeah. have have been dealt his way, but it's you know, it's good, it's nice to see him back, and it's nice to see you, like you like bringing the band forward, even with you've got like a core of new members. Yeah, um, the fact you got Andy from Hundred Reasons that that's blown my mind because I'm like. That's a total crossover for me. Love it. Yeah, I mean, it was a because we were talking about that the other like last time I've seen Andy. Yeah, it's like I hate this whole thing of like when you sort of like you suggest stuff to your agent and you go, oh, "What about that?" and they go, "Oh no, it's it's not the same sort of thing." And just like fuck me, like when we were like get out on tour, like we'd be playing with a hundred reasons and all these sort of other bands like that, and it was never like a thing. Yeah. And I, I think nowadays it's like people so like even more now more so it's like they they pigeonhole bands into some like oh it's punk rock it's got to be a punk rock band supporting them yeah it's heavy it's got to be a heavy band where like you know if it's me and I've always been the same as I just get fucking bored of listening to the same kind of thing and I like it like when you see like a pop punk band playing with a a hardcore band or whatever yeah you know that's what we try to do I mean like God we brought out we took out like uh, Fex Red on one of our tours yeah, you know I and it was that. just I mean, it's, I mean it, it's nice because it sort of you know breaks it up a bit than just full on yeah. <laughs> people screaming all the time it's just like it's, it's nice to hit to see that yeah, I think it was and that's what I always liked getting put on like kind of diverse bills yeah um, like we got on put because we were like relatively heavy like I said it was kind of that new metal we had dual vocalists as well um, and uh, and and I was the sort of scratch DJ if you will in the band so it was that it was that full on new metal um, but we got put on bills with like indie bands and pop punk bands and ska yeah. punk bands and all that kind of stuff and it was great because it was it was it was a break from that just like torrent of of, of screaming and thrash that yeah. we would normally like get put on with I mean, like we 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 did like a couple of d- dates with uh, Graham Coxon from Blur. Oh wow! Weird. Yeah, and it was just like you know all indie kids, like, yeah. and you know it was like two nights at the garage or where I can't even, yeah it was two nights at the garage. First night everyone was like, "What the fuck's that?" But then by the <laughs> second night everyone was like, "Yeah, it's it's awesome," you know. And it was just like one night I'm playing with 
the dudes from Blair. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. So, and it was just, it, but that's the thing. Like, like we were so lucky in that in that aspect. Is everybody who sort of worked for us, no one was really in the metal scene. It was all sort of it was completely pop people who worked for us. Yeah. You know, our manager was like he managed like Gabrielle in in Mark wow. Morrison in all of that sort of yeah. stuff and like our, the guy who sort of manages in that company he sort of came from that sort of um, alternative background but he yeah. wasn't massively into it and then like our label was ZTT who did like Frankie Goes to Hollywood yeah I was gonna I was gonna bring that up back when we were talking about the albums like how, what, you know what was it like being on a label like that it was it was awesome because yeah. it was you know I think sometimes I think to myself well we were probably just like a tax thing <laughs> we'll just fucking throw him a load of money because then we won't have to you know and yeah. it, it probably was but like you know we had awesome record deals there you know like we rolled around on tour buses for five six years you yeah. know I was going to say because you were pretty much on every tour yeah or every so, like major sort of tour you know, yeah at that, that time and 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 just the momentum obviously of, of the record that you had yeah. obviously took you onto there but you yeah. know you obviously had a, a, a relative backing for that and, and yeah. you know and having that kind of like I say that it's not the you know like you say you might have been a tax write-off which is kind of a fun thing to think about um, <laughs> never really thought of it like that so. <laughs> I mean because I mean I don't know how how he fucking got us that record deal yeah I have not got a clue how that even came about you know, but it was like a record deal and a publishing deal. You know, yeah. we had it was a proper like we were we were. I remember it was so. I remember like when we first signed signed the record deal, and um, we got some of the money in a sh- in a shoebox. <laughs> and like I remember like going home and having like a stack of cash and like just show my mum going fucking look at this. And put it under my bed. Madness. Like, no, it was it was <laughs> mad. And like we got the record deal. And we're like, oh, yes, wicked. And there was a place in we come from Corby, but there used to be a place called um, in Ke- a place called Ketrin. Yeah, we used to drink at, and it was like more of a rock bar. And we just was like, right, we've got all, we've got all this fucking money. Like, let's just put a load of it like at the bar, and let's just have the best time ever. And it was like chaos. It was crazy because we just we just didn't really know. What the f- we were just yeah, it's insane, yeah. you know. And like go, I remember when we were first going out on tour, and we like we were picking up Gareth from his work, his last day at work, and it was just like fuck, like we're a proper, we're actually a proper band now. Yeah. You know? And that was that was that was it. But it was it was insane, like thinking about it, like who? Well, I think at that point as well, we were the only current band on their label. Okay. As well, so like they, like you know, we, it's weird to say it, but like we had like you know the first thing we had, like oh yeah, we'll we'll get a head, we'll get stylists in, and I was like, what were you on? <laughs> you know, it was mental to like we were like, what do you mean get stylists? In? Like this is nuts, you know, and it was just like that thing of we want you all not to look the same, but we want you to look like you're in a gang, blah, blah and all that sort of stuff. And okay. I was like, yeah, whatever, you know, sort of thing, and it sort of. That it was, I think that's the reason why we sort of got dropped from them is because we were constantly fighting against that sort of that thing. Yeah. You know, 
you need to do this now fuck you we ain't doing it but you need to uh, fuck you and it was just like oh what the fuck like you've, we've got you to this point in your career like yeah. we just we, this fucking what can we do which you know to me now like if we were selling the records that we sold on that first record now no label would let us go but you know yeah. like we'd be fucking we'd be like as big as, yeah. as, as any band now you know and I'm sure that's the same with like Earth uh, with um pick shifter as well yeah. you know it's like you know people didn't re- we didn't none of us realized how badly it would it would become with yeah. people streaming stuff and not buying stuff but i mean I, I, that's what i was saying so the other day is that i think we were probably one of the last bands at that level which with a label where they let you sort of um grow as a band as well yes the point you know that yeah. like we'll put this amount of money in, we'll put you on tour, you don't have to worry about paying for bands or anything, we're paying for all that, you know, so we didn't have to worry about that, they just, we went on tour, I mean, we didn't get no money, mm. but we get like £2 a day PDs each, <laughs> so it was like, you know, we'd have to buy some food, in, but usually we'd just go and buy some QC crap booze from down the road and just drink that and then try and stay at someone's house and eat all their food so we didn't have to buy food <laughs> you know and it was like that and like staying on park benches and like climbing McDonald's wall to get all the food out of the bit it was like that kind of thing yeah. that we had to do to sort of get by but then it as I said is it went from that to it's doing quite well sort of to me overnight you know it yeah was, no I mean it's, it, it's that thing you it's like there's that element like you say there's not many bands that get developed these days no there's a, there is a lot of marketing like you obviously had a sort of wave of that thrown yeah. at you um yeah. that is obviously it's very more it's a lot more prevalent now because a lot is sold on image i feel yeah. um than than the like i mean there is still some good music out there but there's a lot more yeah. on the image side of things it's not so much because the shock stuff doesn't shock anymore no so there has to be kind of like you have to find that demographic you have to be yeah. marketed towards and, and all that kind of crap that yeah. that you know we generally as artists back then you push back on and prior to that you push back yeah. on yeah um because it was more we, about we, your own but we, we did for like you know like our bass player made got made to cut his hair and all that sort of stuff and it was just like oh that's fucking bullshit but then like you know our manager would be like trust me on trust me on this you got to do this and we'd be like yeah okay and you know we fought against it but he was right yeah it it, it worked you know it's like you never then no one ever tried to calm us down or tame us because that was the whole image yeah about it you know of us being like these bruiser fucking kids <laughs> and you know and like sometimes that got us into a lot of trouble you know because people would come to gigs who wanted to fight us and stuff like that yeah you you wouldn't believe it but like but I mean we were all like we were like we were like that anyway you know we were land sort of kids so it was mm. just like oh you want it let's fucking have it you know <laughs> and, but I mean we come from like council, we're council estate kids you know yeah We've, that's just the way we were yeah, <laughs> the way we were. yeah. No, I, I remember those days it's you know yeah. i was sort of down south wise but you know council house and whatnot as well so it's yeah, yeah i know i know the exact kind <laughs> they were trying to get for so how did the um relationship with darren come about like i know he put out like your um live bootleg official bootleg um yeah. of that reunion show or the anniversary show um but how, how was that was that how the relationship obviously i knew know he was part of the rock magazines back in the day yeah, yeah. well like we've known darren 
since he mar- uh, managed the band called Charger. Yeah. <laughs> so like we, we, I think that was sort of like the first sort of times I, I met him. And then I realised he was like, I think he was like the editor of, of, of Rock Sound. Yes. There. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Um, so then like so we sort of just struck up a relationship with him sort of then and he was sort of just around because he managed uh, Charger and then we take out Johnny Truant so we just sort of he's always sort of been around mm. as, you know what I mean and then like I don't know I sort of I think he came to like a show uh, I think it was the uh, Electric Ballroom show we did a couple of years ago yeah. and then just went from there and he got in contact with me saying oh do you want us to put this out and I think so I think a guy messaged me with this really crappy cassette tape recording going, I've just recorded the the, the uh, electric forum show. And I'm like, do you mind sending me it? So I sent it to Darren and Darren was like, well, let me see if I can get it sort of a little bit better than that. And we just sort of released it. And it just sort of it went from there. Nice. Really. And he was like, he was sort of, do you want me to manage her? I don't know. It's like, I didn't want to give it all away. Cause yeah we've been sort of bit before yeah. and I just thought to myself it's just it's you know like I, I haven't really got the time anymore to be 24 hours a day with, with speed on yeah but I've got my own business yeah. all that kind of stuff so it's just yeah let's, let's just do it and it's been been great to be cool. fair came on board no, that's good I, I, I like Darren I've known Darren for years um, yeah. again he's, when... an, he's an absolute legend and you know yeah. like it's always nice you know, to have somebody who you sort of know, who you know, you know, because, you know, if you've got any problems or, you know, you don't like something, you can sort of tell him, yeah. you know, and he usually comes back, like, you know, I've never heard Darren have an argument, so he'll just come back really nice and go, yeah, well, this is how you should do it. I'm like, yeah, you are right. You just go and do it, you yeah. know. And that's how he sort of says to me, look, just uh, let me do what I need to do and don't worry too much. But it's, it's hard to not worry when you've, you know, you've been in the band for 20 years. You're always sort of. I'm sure he gets annoyed with me when I message him about stupid stuff, and he's like, oh, again. <laughs> but yeah, he's an absolute legend. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like I said, back in like even his, uh, I think he was part of Metal Hammer as well, and yeah. and he, he used to come to our early shows and stuff like that. And yeah, we can't. I've, I've always kind of because I, I used to manage my band as well, so I kind of know the stresses and strains yeah. that that puts on you. But and and not wanting to give it away to someone either. Yeah. Um, that was one of my things because I was like, all a lot of there was a lot of people sort of like biting, um, yeah. but not not anyone that I could trust if you yeah. will um, yeah. but yeah no Darren's Darren's great I mean we've we've kept in touch over the years yeah um, periodically obviously he left Rock Sound he's got under or had Undergroove I don't know if yeah. Undergroove's still going but I know they came back and released a few things yeah um, but yeah no I just I just want to know how that came about because it was it's, it's a cool relationship because it's still it's that kind of amalgamation of, of those days as well so yeah I mean it's, it's a weird one because like you know like we've had people sort of like you know get in contact and all that sort of stuff and it's just like you don't have you don't have a fucking clue about about us you like they yeah. know the band name and all that sort of stuff but it's like you know i think we're bands especially like we've always been this thing it's like if, if you don't fit in fuck off kind of thing yeah. because like you have to sort of get you've got to know what we're like we are yeah. quite a weird bunch of people you know we're very sort of outspoken kind of kind of guys you know and if we don't like them we'll tell you yeah and like darren sort of you know he's not that kind of guy but he gets where we where we come from you know he's been followed us from we first started 
he's the right he's the right person to come in and just in, in help us yeah. you know and he knows what to do he knows the right people yeah. you know to help us to get to another the next sort of level you know because I got I got us to a, you know we did it well by ourselves but you know it's, it gets to a point where you just go I've run out of ideas of what to do now. yes yeah and you need that outside kind of voice if you will um, but obviously somebody, he has got a reputation a good reputation he's got the experience like you said he's got yeah. the contacts as well so you know it works now that's really cool I like that I like that that's good um, I'm not going to keep you much longer man um, okay because I've been chatting for a little while <laughs> um, but I've got a couple of like sort of like questions and stuff left but one thing I do want to ask about is um, just before I go into those is, is like from this album coming out um, what, what can we kind of expect is there anything that you've got kind of um lined up on it is it is it you know um what's the word i'm looking for are there any surprises i suppose is the what i'm looking for <laughs> I mean, to be fair like it's, we, we, it's the i mean we, we've took our time of it god like we started writing this album god, a couple two years ago mm. two and a bit years ago and like then we started recording it and then we had to stop because of the John thing and then so it's took a while to get to get it together but yeah. it just yeah I mean it's it sounds like Speedhorn okay it sounds, it sounds a lot like Speedhorn but it it has got different elements to it obviously because there's three different members in the band now yeah there's an awesome cover on it there's a really good cover nice <laughs> on it, which about like a band who you'd probably never think we would ever cover. It sounds awesome. Okay, cool. Um, it's, it's like it's it's more like it's it's you know it's hard to say what it sounds. It sounds like like we sound because yeah. like you know we went down that that route on uh, before the sea was built and it didn't work. You know, like at the end of the day, we've just got to stick to what we're to what we're good yeah. at. Yeah, and it's like it's it's it, um, yeah. Um, it, if anything, after I would say it sounds back to more the, the second record kind of kind of vibe, you know. It's okay. got that. It's it's definitely back down to that sort of dual vocal, bumpery kind of sort of cool nice. sort of vibe kind of thing. But yeah, I mean, it's it's it, yeah, it's it's speed on, <laughs> and it's cool. it's in it's uh you know it's not a long album. It's like thirty four, thirty five minutes. Yeah full on kind of but it's, to me it's the best record and every band says it because you know it's new stuff but yeah it's, it is awesome nice. you know there's some violins and all that kind of mad shit going on it's, it's awesome but this, we, we recorded <laughs> it with Russ Russell um, he does like uh, Napalm Death yeah kind of stuff and like he's basically like a seventh member of, of our band so you know we like we'll go off See you tomorrow, Russ. Yeah, man, I'll see you tomorrow. With him with a couple of bottles of wine or you know, whatever he's doing. <laughs> I mean, he's like, I'll put this on it. And I'm like, oh, that sounds awesome. You know, <laughs> it's like, it, it, it's, it sounds different, but it's still speed on. No, that's yeah. really cool. I look forward to it, man. I mean, is it, um, obviously, I know you said you're going to sort of try and release the pre orders next week. Um, what, yeah. what sort of formats are you releasing it on? Obviously, you've got the streaming, you've got all that, and uh, I'm assuming a CD. Are you going for yeah. any kind of like other formats? We're releasing it um, on coloured vinyl. Excellent. Sorry, I've got it in front of me because Darren's told me to say what you. <laughs> <laughs> um, the coloured vinyl is exclusively to cargo. Okay. So, cool. Um, so it's like um, like 
splatter, coloured splatter. Yep. Um, so everything's going going through them. Um, yeah, um, it's going to get and obviously all the all the links are going to be all over our socials as well. Yeah. Um, soon, so it's going to be CD, um, two coloured vi- different coloured vinyl, and, and a, a black vinyl cassette tape as well. Nice. All of that sort of stuff, and then there's going to be obviously t-shirts and all that in with the bundles yeah. and all that sort of stuff. So, but yeah, I mean, like the record, the yeah, we've tried to sort of do it a little bit different, and like with the, with the album artwork and all that stuff. It's sort of it's, it, to me, it looks awesome. So. I can't. I just can't wait. I keep on messaging Darren, going, "When are we going to put the pre-orders up?" He's like, I know, like, oh. but hopefully next week it will be going up. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Cool. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm looking. I, I want to get some vinyl because I'm a like I said, like I said before, I'm a DJ and I'm a I'm a vinyl DJ. I'm always up for vinyl. So that's good. <laughs> cool. So, a um, couple of like just last couple of questions in my like standard kind of um, enders, if you will on this one but what i want to find out from you um first one is is your your three top albums that really kind of um made you the musician that you are today or person you are today the one that made you want to pick up the sticks if you will um and stuff like that just three like those three albums if you've got them my god i would say nirvana never mind was definitely a massive one That, that was sort of i remember sort of hearing people playing nirvana stuff and that was the first sort of the first three albums I actually well I got bought was um, Rage Against the Machines first record yeah Never Find <laughs> and uh, what's the uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers the biggest record they had oh the is it uh, I say Magic yeah, I would Blood say them three, Magic, yeah. yeah I would say them three are the ones what sort of like made me want to want to play nice so it's quite different from what you play <laughs> like yeah, well, I, I always remember, you know saying to people I've never want to be in a sort of in a screamy band <laughs> you know it's like I mean the bands I, I always I listened to is like when I was growing up were like, like sort of Pearl Jet like the whole grunge sort of scene yeah. was my kind of thing you know it was never really into like Pantera or anything like that until I started getting into Speedhorn and then the boys were going off oh, you should listen to this and then that's sort of how it how i sort of started listening to it but i mean it's like you know that's probably why i never i've never played a double kick drum pad or anything like that because it's like other bands i listen to and like none of them really play that sort, yeah. of, sort of music yeah you know and then it went on to like obviously growing up my dad was into like black sabbath and dc and nice the who and all that kind of stuff so it was like that was the main sort of bands i listen to a lot yeah all that but like yeah that's probably why yeah again i've never ever touched a double bass drum pedal <laughs> because, you know, that's the sort of stuff i'm into so no that's really good yeah. no, sorry those are three solid albums to be fair yeah. i mean I, I, they're, they're my era as well so it's like yes yeah. i remember them coming through and yeah. and being like dominant on that side of things so that's really cool um yeah excellent um so what finally uh what are your hobbies away from music so when you're not um obviously doing speedhorn you're not doing your um day job your your touring company what what do you kind of do to kind of get away from it i go running a lot at the minute cool that's what i do yeah so i mean to be honest with you i don't really have enough i don't have much time to think about well and i love football 
could say that's a hobby. Yeah, but, I, I put that down as a hobby. That's fine. <laughs> I like, I like, I'm a massive Liverpool fan, so oh, it's like, yes, yeah, same here. Finally, oh, thirty years. I love, yeah, I love Liverpool, so it's like it was so sad when it when when we when we won the league because a lot of my, it's so weird that like, I live I've lived in Wales for so long, but I've hardly got any friends who like who are Liverpool fans oh. up here. They're all either like United fans or fucking or Arsenal, yeah, something like that, you know. And all, like a lot of my, some of my friends in Corby are, are Liverpool fans. And Chris from Funeral for a Friend, he's one of my good mates. He's a Liverpool fan, so nice. we sort of like, message each other. But I was just sitting there by myself, going, "It's amazing, I'm getting pissed, and it's awesome. <laughs> like it's a bit rubbish because there's no crowd there, or I can't go to Liverpool to like yeah. parade or anything. But I'm like, ah." quite shit but then like loads of people like messaging me and we're just getting pissed together but nice i'm hoping one day we can all go and celebrate together yeah that would be nice because i like that was one of the things because I've, I've i've i'm a lifelong liverpool fan and and you know obviously being down south you get a lot of stick for that um yeah. Gen- you get a lot of stick for being a liverpool fan generally <laughs> but um i've got there's quite a few like where i work there's quite a few liverpool fans there as well so it's quite nice to kind of have that moment of i mean yeah. the people that i was celebrating with bar one of them had not been alive the last time they won the oh. league so that was the strange one but <laughs> i mean get gareth the original guitarist who now lives in stockholm he's a he's a massive liverpool fan nice you know, that's the reason why I, I support Liverpool realistically, you know, because his parents, <laughs> his dad and um, him were just like insane Liverpool fans. And it was like, you're supporting Liverpool. I was like, okay. Yeah. That's sort of how it happened. But um, yeah, it's insane. But I've, all like these um, Man City fans kicking off, like few, <laughs> that year when we nearly won it. Yeah. I was in, I was in Manchester and I was in a bar with my Liverpool top on and it, the amount of shit I got when they won it <laughs> and now I'm just there going and I, lo- I love here like listening to talk sport and stuff and all these like yeah. mank fans kicking off about Liverpool and it's just like oh come on just let us enjoy it stop yeah. you know get a grip I mean I think we're going to win it again next season I can't see how we can't yeah you know no, but, I agree it was it was yeah definitely I mean the way we were playing is is it's the best I've seen us for a long time. Yeah, I mean, we've had moments of 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 brilliance, but not not of the consistency that that, yeah. that Klopp has brought in. Like especially over the last couple of seasons. I'm, you know what? Like I'm just glad that last year when we won the Champions League, I could be with like my mate. I went back to Corby to be like and hang out with some of my mates and watched it in a bar, and it was like the best. <laughs> it was nice. the best night ever. It was so fun, but. uh at least we had that. I could be with friends that night watching it. But uh, yeah, it's, it's it's awesome that we won it. But it's a bit of a sort of come down that we that we, we couldn't really celebrate. Yeah, like we wanted to. Yeah. But there you go. It's still awesome that we won it. Yeah. No, definitely, definitely. I was so happy, so oh, happy. <laughs> I honestly think we've got the best. I would say this, but I honestly do think we've got the best manager yes. in, in the world. No, He's I, just. I agree. Yeah, I just love I just love everything about him the way he is. You know, like he's not afraid to say that he gets like he's had a beer and all this sort of stuff. And yeah. you know, I remember like when we won it when they were um, I can't remember who they were interviewing. Was it Robinson and uh, Milner? And like, ah, oh, what's Klopp up to? Ah, oh, he's been on the booze all day. And it was just, <laughs> I love 
they just, it, you know, I honestly think that we're like a, if to me, we're a, we're a tri- like the players who play it there. Yeah. Come across as just normal people. Yeah. And I don't know if that's because of Klopp's mentality of like, don't be a dickhead kind of thing. Yeah. It just seems to me that's that's what he's installed in in the club. It's yeah, I think so. I think he's called out players in the past as well, um, or you know, in 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 way like for being, you know, the way they are kind of thing, and he's yeah. managed to fish them out, if you will. And some obviously have have, have gone on and retired and whatnot. But no, yeah. I, that's one thing I've, I re- like really like about it was his kind of like level of honesty. Exactly. You know, and it's kept the players, and he wants players like that in there. And he tells them you could like, like I think when Cortina left, he said you like you could stay here and be a legend, or you go to Barcelona and and you know just be one of those one of the team members. Yeah. And then what's he become? (laughs) I mean, he's in the Champions League final again, to be fair, with Bayern Munich. But that's a Bayern Munich. So it's like because he's been sort of um, he's sort of been sort of linked to uh, Arsenal, isn't he? Yeah. Just like fuck it, like when they play Liverpool, the crowd's gonna fucking kill him. Yeah. You, know? Like, you know, it ain't gonna go down too well, is it? You know? No. But saying that, look at Michael Owen going to Man United. Like that's I'm, true. Saying that to me, I can't even. I can't even look at him. I can't even hear his voice. Yeah. He fries. He just completely fries my piss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In every way. I just think he's such a dickhead, you know. But there we go. Yes. Yeah. No, I agree. <laughs> I agree. There we go. All right. Well, man, thank you very much for your time. I, I honestly, I really appreciate it. It's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you. Thank you. Um, I look forward to seeing you next year um, at, at Nottingham Rock City. Awesome. Um, looking forward to that show. It's one of our very few nights out. So. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to play. I mean, again, it's like even. It's so weird how we never played a pick shifter like back in the day when we were when we were around. Both of us were around. Yeah. We never never crossed paths. So it's quite cool that this is happening, and it's wicked that sort of like Frank ended up on that sort of that single, that yes. one song. So it's like it's it's really cool. Like that, I remember like I rung up Frank and said, "Oh, we've been offered some of these these shows," and Frank was like, "Yeah, we're doing them." And I was like, yeah, oh, "Of course we are." <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's it's the right sort. Of, I think it will go down really well. So. Yeah, no, it'll be it'll be a great night. I think. Yeah. Um, and you've got you on the one of the London shows as well, or is it? At the minute, we're not. Okay, but I don't, but I don't really know what's sort of going on because, like, there was a point where we got like Darren said, "Oh yeah, we've been offered the tour, but it's only going to be the key dates you're doing." I was like, "Okay," and then it got down to two, but then uh, it, it it got people put it all out that we were playing the whole thing okay. <laughs> so our agent was like no you know, let me sort it all out but I, I mean you never know you never know yeah no I mean like I say you're on the Nottingham date so I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to that and hopefully have people going to see you on the other ones on the other date that yeah. you've currently got on there then that'll be awesome yeah. as well so I think we've, we've got some other tour another tour and stuff or in the pipeline what we're not allowed to really talk about yet but yeah no that's alright festivals and all that sort of stuff so yeah but hopefully we'll be ne- busy next year if we're allowed to go and play shows yes no, it'll be nice once we're back to that kind of level of <laughs> on that front um but yeah no cool. gordon thank you very much man um, no worries. thank you so much too no worries man you have a fantastic rest of your night <laughs> as it is now um but yeah good luck with the new record and stuff in october oh, lovely. thank you so much cool thank you very much man lovely take care yourself bye-bye